Welcome to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. Welcome back to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast. We are truly honored that you guys would take time to, to listen in today. So thank you to everyone who's listening today. Justin, how's your morning going? It's a, it's a great morning. We got a beautiful day outside, uh, Saturday morning here, uh, mm. just nice and easy. It's actually my brother's birthday tomorrow, uh, so we are having the family over for a little bit of a birthday breakfast celebration here in a little bit after we record, so looking forward to that. How convenient. My wife's birthday is tomorrow. Are they twi- are they related? I don't... How does I, this work? I wasn't a, I wasn't aware of that. I'm I'm pretty sure everybody has a birthday on the same day. It has to be related somehow, right? I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm the not, science yeah. of the math works behind that, but yeah. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Is <laughs> he going to be... Discipleship podcast. Is he going to be 25 uh, too, or... Oh, don't put me on the spot like that here. Uh, <laughs> he is going to be 25 or 24. Wow. Uh, that's Something like that. If he's 24, I'm, tomorrow will be his golden birthday, so... Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. Well, I'm excited to celebrate some birthdays tomorrow in both our families. Um, So for those of you guys listening that are tuning in for the first time today or have been consistently tuning in, uh, last week we actually introduced and kicked off our newest season on the Center Church Discipleship Podcast. We're actually calling this The Bible is for You. Um, We're hoping to give you guys some tools and encouragement that'll make the Bible more accessible uh, for you in your reading. If you think you can grow in your handle on the Bible or desire to disciple others towards the same goal, be sure to subscribe to our podcast now, um, and you'll be notified each week when we post new content. And I think Justin and I have got some pretty cool stuff that's coming out, so you guys want to be sure to tune in. Uh, So our topic of conversation this week is how a disciple relates to the Bible. Last week, we chatted about what a disciple is, but this week, we're going to turn our focus to how we should relate to the Bible. So... Justin, why why today? Why do you want to take time to talk about uh, how a disciple relates to the Bible? Yeah, uh, this is an important conversation uh, because last week we talked about what the Bible is, and just because we know what the Bible is doesn't mean that we will always relate to it in the right way. And because the Bible is so important, right? It's the Word of God. We talked about these things last week. It's it's key that we know how we should actually relate to it in our lives. In the life of an all-of-life disciple, how should we interact with the Word of God, right? Should we just go to church every Sunday? Is that enough? Do we need to have all of it memorized by the time we're 25? You know, how how should we relate to it? What does it look like in our life? And it's important that we talk about this because there's at least one really problematic way that we often relate to the Bible in our culture, and I'm going to call it the buffet approach, right? Mm. The buffet approach. So how does a buffet work? Well, you only eat exactly what you want, right? You take what you want and you leave the rest. If you're anything like me, your plate is uh, bare of anything green. True story. Really of anything with any kind of color besides like tan and yellow and steer clear those veggies at the buffet it's a waste of time (laughs) exactly exactly um but yeah at a buffet you take what you want you leave the rest Uh, we do this um and and many times we do this with the bible uh it's how we treat the bible in some ways we do this for many reasons um but uh, we have been taught to think critically which is really helpful um but when we treat the Bible in this way, taking some and leaving out things that don't, you know, vibe with us as well, we're not treating the Bible the right way, right? The Bible is not just like any other book that we take the fish and spit out the bones, uh, but um, it is a special 
book. It is God's revelation. Last week we talked about that, what the Bible is. Um, And you'll never relate to the Bible correctly unless you understand what the Bible is. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, yes, go back and uh, listen to that so you can understand some more of what the Bible is. But just a few things that we talked about. The Bible is the 66 books of the Old Testament, the New Testament. The Bible is the very Word of God. The Bible is the sword of the Holy Spirit, and the Bible is the bread of life for us. So we need to first know what the Bible is, and that's why we talked about that last week. Um, so the Bible, yeah, it's not something like a buffet. It's not a book that we go chapter by chapter, word by word, and hold up to the smell test, right? Does this vibe with me? Do I like the the smell of this? And if so, I'm going to put it on my plate. Uh, but in fact, with the Bible, the roles are reversed. We don't judge it, but it, in fact, judges us. We don't just read it, but in fact, it, the Bible, reads us. And as long as you treat the Bible like any other book, you won't relate to it correctly. So we don't approach the Bible like a buffet, picking and choosing, but we approach the Bible much more like the home-cooked meal, all or nothing, right? I don't get to say, hey, mom, I didn't really like that aspect of the meal. I'm going to leave it. I'm getting nothing at that point, right? True story. Right? It is not a buffet. It is a home-cooked meal. God gives it graciously to us, and it's all good for us. So it's important that we talk about relating to the Bible, because no matter where we are, we have this t- tendency to treat it like a buffet. Whether you're a new believer or a seasoned saint, this might look differently, but this tendency is possible. So we need to talk about how to relate to it. Awesome. Well, you know what? Let's let's jump on in. We've got uh, three ways uh, that we should relate to the Bible for us today. Justin, let's, you know, what's the first one? Yep, the first one. All right, the first one is we want to treasure the Bible. All right, treasure the Bible. The Bible is more precious than gold. All right, the Bible is more precious than gold. Psalm 119 is a a psalm of about 176 verses, the longest chapter in the Bible. It's a long one. Been through it a few times. Yeah, and it it the whole thing, the entire thing is is pretty much summed up like this: a love letter from the writer to the Bible. A love letter from the writer to the Bible, treasuring the Bible, giving thanks for the Bible. I mean, using all of these different words describing the Bible, like law and commandments and statutes and words. And he, and the writer is just thanking God for this amazing gift of the Scriptures. He treasures it for so many different reasons. In Psalm 119, he treasures the Bible for... Uh, the way that it protects him from sin. He treasures the Bible for the way that it reveals to him what righteousness looks like and reveals who God is. He's just so thankful for the Bible, and he he treasures it. In Psalm uh, 19, uh, 100 before that, 110 before, 100 exactly before that, uh, Psalm 19, uh, we also have this same idea of the psalmist just treasuring the Bible. In that verse, he says, uh, the Bible, God's word, is more to be desired than gold, even much fine gold. He says it's sweeter than honey, even even the drippings from the honeycomb, right? He talks about how the statutes are perfect, and they have all these great benefits on our soul and our life, and he just treasures the Bible, just wants it so badly and to know it deeply and to, to dwell in it. So we have this call to treasure the Bible. Uh, and treasuring something is uh, it's interesting way to think about the Bible, right? Because what are things that you treasure in your life? You treasure your wife. If you have kids, you treasure your kids. If you have a a new car, you probably treasure that car and take care of it. But when we treasure something, we put a value on it that places it as above other things. We pursue it at the expense of other good things. And the Bible is a treasure, and that's how we ought to pursue it. And why do we treasure the Bible? Why do we treasure the Bible? For a few reasons. One, in the Bible, we are taught the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
right? It is the revelation of our salvation for us, the message of salvation and good news that we can be saved from our sin. It's the message of the news that we were sinners in the first place, uh, that Jesus has uh, made a way for us to be saved, and we have eternal life coming. We are taught the message of the gospel. Second, we're taught God's law. We're taught how to operate as followers of God in this world in righteousness uh, so that we might flourish in the way that God designed us to flourish in the world that God designed. We're taught God's law. And then third, we get relationship with God in the Bible. It is a treasure because we hear from God because it is his word. Through the Bible, we have relationship with our Savior. We enjoy God because we hear him speak and we get to know him. The Bible is a treasure, and the first way in all of life disciple relates to the Bible is simply that, just to treasure it. Mm, I like that idea of treasuring the Bible. Um, so what's a, what is the second way that we can relate to the Bible? Yeah, we so should. submitting to the Bible. So treasuring, uh, we, we all love that idea, but the second way, a little more challenging and upfront, is we submit to it. Right? So the second way that we, we relate to the Bible as a disciple is that we submit to the Bible. So what does this mean? It means to submit to, submit to the Bible means that whatever the Bible affirms, we affirm. And it means that wherever our ideas about ourselves, about God, about the world, about others, wherever our ideas contrast with the Bible, we change and we agree with the Bible, right? Submitting to the Bible. This isn't easy because submission only becomes submission when it rubs us the wrong way, right? Where we agree with the Bible, that is good, but it's not quite submission because we're, we're agreeing with it. Submission gets hard when we hit something in the Bible that we disagree with. We only get to express this relationship to the Bible when something hits us in a way that we disagree with or rubs us the wrong way. And the Bible is an equal opportunity offender. The Bible is an equal opportunity offender. It offends the sensibilities of every culture in different ways. Really practically, in our, in our culture, um, it offends 21st century American culture um, because of its claims on exclusivity, right? The Bible says there is one way to God through Jesus Christ, right? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. That is offensive to our 21st pluralist, 21st century pluralistic culture. But the first century Jewish culture was also offended. They had a different culture and they had different values than we did, but the Bible also offended them, right? The Bible offended the first century Jewish culture, not for its exclusivity, but for its inclusivity, right? That culture said, we Jewish people are the chosen people of God and the Gentiles ought not to be with us, and they are pagan enemies of God. And Jesus came along, and the apostles were uh, teaching his gospel, and the message of a relationship with God through the gospel was opened up beyond Jewish culture into the whole world, and the Jewish people hated that, rebelled against that. It offended them for the first century Jewish culture. We see that all throughout the scripture, right? The Bible is an equal opportunity offender. 21st century American culture, first century Jewish culture, everywhere in between, we are going to be offended by the Bible. I myself, I was just reading, I think it was Thursday morning, a chapter in my reading plan, and I put a note by it in my journal saying this might be the hardest chapter in the entire Bible. Just because it rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, how can a good and righteous God have this in his word? And, and honestly, it rubbed me the wrong way. But as a follower of Jesus, we submit even to the challenging aspects of the word. We bow to the Bible. It doesn't bow 
to us. So that's the second way we submit to the Bible. Mm. So, so far we got treasure the Bible and submit to the Bible. So that's two out of our three. Uh, Justin, what's, you know, what is the third way we should relate to the Bible? Yep, the last one is uh, we trust the Bible. All right, we trust the Bible. We trust the Bible because we trust God, the author of the Bible, and it is his word. Uh, In the many different ways that the Bible rubs against our cultural sensibilities, we have to trust that God's word is good because the author is good. As you are reading through the Bible, you really do need to trust the Bible. And this doesn't mean that you don't ask questions, but as one of my good friends has said, when we question the Bible, we need to question like a child and not like a skeptic. All right, trusting the Bible means questioning like a child and not as a skeptic. So what does this mean? Well, I've been uh, watching 24 lately uh, with my wife during <laughs> the quarantine. Jack Bauer. <laughs> yep, Jack Bauer. So if you have seen the show, you know that Jack Bauer is a bad dude. I mean, this dude has uh, some real skills in uh, making terrorists go away. <laughs> but he also has a heart of gold. You know after watching this show that he is always going to do what is best for his family and his country. Uh, Many times, though, he has to kind of operate outside of the law, quite a bit outside of the law, uh, in order to make... the world safe for people he cares about. Uh, so his co-workers at the counter-terrorist unit, uh, as well as other government officials, they always question uh, his actions as skeptics, threatening to arrest him or even have him killed because they can't understand what he is doing, why he is accomplishing things the way he is. But his daughter is a character in the show, and she questions his actions like a child. Right? She gets put in some impossible situations in this show, even situations that look initially like he intentionally put her in danger, like her dad abandoned her. But she questions very differently than those government officials do. She questions as a child. She tells everyone, no, my father would not do this. My father is not a traitor. He's not a bad man. He is good. I don't know how this is going to work out, but he is going to make it work out. I know that, and I trust him. In the same way, we got to go to the Bible with that, right? We ask uh, good, deep questions of challenging things in the Scripture, even sometimes questions that will never be resolved this side of eternity. But we ask like a child, not like a skeptic, right? God gave his son for us at the cross. God is good. His word is good. Now, that being settled, how do I understand and apply this story or this law or this verse that pushes against some of my natural sensibilities? Now I can submit and obey God even when I don't understand because I trust that he and his word is good. We trust the Bible uh, when we know the author's character and we ask questions like a child rather than like a skeptic. So when you know the Bible, when you know what the Bible is and you begin to relate to the Bible correctly, empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, the table really is being set for you to begin to grasp the Bible and to grow up as a Christian. And this is necessary because as A.W. Tozer said, nothing less than a whole Bible can make a whole Christian. Right, we need to trust the Bible, and as we understand this more and more deeply, we're going to begin to grow. Man, I love the the Jack Bauer reference in there. I know my wife's a huge fan of Twenty Four, and we recently uh, started watching Designated Survivor a few years ago with Kiefer Sutherland, and she's always like, "It's Jack Bauer." So, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, how do we how do we relate to the Bible, guys? It's we treasure it, we submit to it, and we trust it. And so, Justin and I want to leave you now with a few questions to reflect on. Uh, or potential discuss with the group. Um, and here are the following questions. We've got 
three categories. Uh, we got a few questions within each category as well. Uh, so for number one, it is, what is one way that the Bible offends your natural beliefs? Number two is, do you ever find yourself questioning God and his word more like a skeptic than a child? And what caused this for you and why? Number three is, which of these three ways to relate to the Bible is the most challenging to you? And which is the easiest for you? Why? Yeah, the last couple of weeks, uh, we talked about what the Bible is, and then uh, today, obviously, how we relate to it. Over the next few weeks, uh, I want to tell you that we're going to get down into the nitty-gritty of Bible intake. We're going to get really practical. There are a number of different ways that an all-of-life disciple intakes the Bible. Uh, You may have heard of or practiced a few of these already, like Bible study or Scripture memory, but some of the other ways that we're going to chat about about Bible intake uh, are going to be new and fresh for you, I think, and really challenging uh, to you. So, uh, if you are, uh, again, desiring to grow in your handle on the Bible or you want to help others grow and be equipped to do that, uh, I would love if you would uh, continue to walk through this series with us as we are stepping into some more of the nitty-gritty of different ways to intake the Bible over the next few weeks. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening in today. Uh, be sure to check out our notes and, dis- and discussion questions in the description below. Uh, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Thank you for listening to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. Be sure to subscribe so you can be alerted when new episodes are released. If you have questions or there are topics you want to be discussed on the podcast, please email justin at centerseville.com. We would love to hear from you.